All right, everybody, welcome back to The Takedown. You're here with your host, Nick Reiner. And with me today, I am very excited, extraordinarily excited um, to have our guest on today. And you are going to not only learn a lot about what, what she, she knows in general and what she does uh, to help people, but also her own um, recent health struggle. I'll let her tell you all about that. Her name is Michelle Hunselman. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. So what I'd like to tell everybody, Michelle, before we kind of get into everything is kind of how uh, I guess we, we met, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so Michelle, and I, again, I'll, I'll give her the, uh, the, the, the mic here to kind of to go, but we met, um, we were both in healthcare and um, she had contacted us and then I uh, had met her in, in, in my clinic. And, but I tell you what, I, I, I spoke with her We've spoken several times at this point, I guess, and um, really, I got to tell you guys, really strong, strong person, um, obviously very knowledgeable, but Michelle, before we kind of get into, um, you know, your recent health issue, do you mind kind of just explaining what you do, kind of your background yeah. a little bit? Yeah, Thank sure. You. So I'm trained as a doctor of naturopathy, and I also am a certified natural health practitioner, and so I've been in practice for several years now. And my heart and my goal when I work with my clients is to deal with not just the physical, but the connections emotionally and spiritually that affect us uh, so much. Because so often we try to approach one area and we think if we put everything into that area, everything else will fall in line. But it's really, God's made us synergistic, so it all works together. And so that's really the heart of uh, my practice and has been for a while. Um, and I've been able to experience a lot of different um, personal health struggles. Uh, my family has gone through some hard things. My kids, uh, my oldest daughter has autism and uh, my husband has dealt with some mental health struggles. And then um, I've had uh, health struggles with my lungs my whole life. And so uh, that's really what propelled me into the world of natural wellness was our experiences. <laughs> and um, I was on steroids for 22 years um, from age two to my mid twenties and so frustrated with the whole experience of being on prednisone on, off, on, off, and the effect that was having on my body. And uh, one day someone said, go see a naturopath. And I was like, what the heck is that? My only only um, understanding was the traditional the the uh, conventional medicine approach and so I went with all the like questions in my mind and uh, within a few minutes she gave me some suggestions for some diet and some um, supplements and uh, really that was a life-changing interaction that I had with this uh, naturopath down in Florida and um walking away from there, I was still in that symptom management world. So I, you know, within three weeks or so, I was off of all my medications and I was thrilled with that. And my symptoms that were most annoying me <laughs> were taken care of. So um, awesome. I walked forward there with a better understanding of uh, nutrition and its role in our health. Um, and then fast forward about a year and a half later, my mom died of lymphoma and I watched that whole process. And I just remember thinking, what are they doing to feed her body? And um, I, um, you know, she went through the chemo and the radiation and um, 
the Lord took her home and the, you know, just watching that whole process, again, my hunger and my thirst for understanding how the body worked and how everything worked together um, and how we could have an approach that is truly holistic as we walk through whatever comes our way as humans in a fallen world. <laughs> and so um, that was in 2007 while she was, um, walking through that journey of cancer, I would hike just to like get my mind together. Well, in that process, I picked up Lyme's disease. So, um, that was something that, um, again, once I, I got married about a year and a half after that, three kids in three years, and then the Lyme really started to affect me. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know, um, what was affecting me. So again, walked back into the world of holistic wellness, seeing holistic practitioners as well as traditional, conventional uh, doctors. And, um, you know, somebody's, I, I tell people it was like the most expensive education I ever received because I got to learn from so many different sides of the world of wellness in general. Um, and uh, got went back to school at that point to um, work in the field myself, pulling all those experiences together into being able to help people and really sit with people in their struggle and walk with people through their journeys. Um, because it's one thing for to tell someone what to do, it's one uh, another thing to tell them what I've done <laughs> and to be able to say, you know, hey. This is, this is the journey I've been on. I know how hard it is. Hang in there. Let's walk together. And um, that is my heart and my desire moving forward with everybody that I work with and not just work with, but come in contact with. God has us here for a purpose. And um, I believe that my purpose is, is to walk with others through struggle. And um, so that kind of leads us to uh, the most recent health struggle. So I was pretty busy in my practice. Uh, pretty busy is kind of an understatement. I was working very, very hard the last two years specifically, and my health had begun to take a very significant backseat to helping others. Um, I was so poor, so much pouring into other people's health and wellness that mine was sorely neglected. And when COVID hit, it became even worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. I have three kids <laughs> and uh, just the intensity of everything I was working with. And uh, I remember when COVID first came, you know, into our view back right. in March, I remember talking to God about that and saying, you know, God, I know if I got this, my lungs are still damaged from all the rounds of pneumonia I'd had growing up. And I know if I get this, that it could be bad, but God just gave peace about that in that moment. And um, I was just able to serve and love people through that whole year or nine, eight, nine months. Um, and I remember even saying, God, will you hold me off so I can help people until you know, we, because I knew I was going to get it. I was around people. I was pretty sure that I was going to, to get COVID. And I think that, um, the beauty of where I was walking is I was really never afraid of COVID. Right. And I think <clears throat> that when we walk through any kind of sickness, we've got to, to come to that place of realizing that fear is an invitation for, for sickness to just take a place in our bodies instead of just moving through our bodies. Good and, point, um, good point. So I, um, 
as I walked through the next several months, and I knew I was physically just going downhill. Um, I, um, you know, we have we have all the the mandates that you know we have to follow and all of those things. Uh, but I um, was working one day and I just didn't feel very well, and that wasn't hugely surprising because I hadn't been feeling real great for the last couple of months leading up to that. Just pure exhaustion was really right. what it came down to. So when I was a little more exhausted, <laughs> I didn't think a whole lot about it, right. um, and I saw clients all day long that Wednesday and that Thursday. And um, I saw, you know, I was on a radio program at eight and then worked seeing clients all day till 9.30 at night, not healthy at all. Um, and by 9.30 on Thursday, I knew I was sick. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And I went to bed and I woke up Friday and I thought, I think I'm, I'm, think I'm okay. Tried to go back into work to just do a few things in my, you know, office kind of kind of situation on Friday. And by the end of the day, I had 102 fever. And by the next day, 104. By Monday, my breathing was very, very labored. And by Thursday, I was uh, in the hospital. And when, when, when was this again, Michelle? This was in no That would have been um, October 28th was when I came down Got with... You know, this if I at the time I didn't trace it back, but now I know <laughs> that was when symptoms kind of started. And then um, I was admitted into the hospital on November 8th. So, and just to give a little um, shout out to the world of acute care medicine, because sometimes oh, yeah. in the holistic medicine world, we get a little uh, one sided <laughs> in what we offer people. <clears throat> but when we need acute care, I'm very thankful for acute Absolutely. care. Absolutely. And um, sometimes our bodies do get that run down. And um, that was where I was at. So I uh, was admitted with very low oxygen, sepsis and pneumonia with COVID on uh, November 8th. Um, and they tried to treat me at our local hospital here in Grove City. And then on Thursday, life flighted me to Allegheny General. And um, there I was on a ventilator for 12 days and um, I <laughs> leading up to that time I kept having this huge sense that I needed to take some time away and just rest and spend time with um, the Lord and so I had even scheduled some time away to go away by myself uh, but God chose to use the ventilator <laughs> as my way of getting away and so um, not ideal um, but the peace that I had the whole time I was on the ventilator and being able to understand that it was okay that something was breathing for me I'm not going to say that there was no anxiety there was I'm right. human just like I imagine else, yeah but um I had this deep sense and thousands of people praying for me during that time. And I just knew that it was gonna be okay. And um, even remember when they were intubating me, they were having such a hard time. And uh, cause my throat was so swollen, they couldn't get the tube in. And uh, at one point a nurse said, you know, I think we're losing her, we lost her. And I remember the peace in that moment that I was here on earth for a reason. And if God wanted me here, he would keep me here. And if he didn't, he would take me home and that everybody left behind would be okay. And um, so I just, that was the most beautiful place of peace that I've probably ever experienced in my life was in that moment. And God chose to keep me here. And I'm thankful. I, for let, me, let me ask you something regarding that yeah. point. So do, yeah. you, do you, 
do you feel like you have ever since that, like, so we're talking about that moment. Mm -hmm. Do you feel differently or maybe, I guess, maybe more secure and um, um, at ease yeah. than, than, than even before? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, Be, because I, I had um, it, it was an odd thing uh, real quick. Uh, it just and I know it's not yeah. the same thing, but um, no. I had a moment like that once, too. And, and I, I remember after it was done, I thought to myself, boy, I, I felt I felt pretty good about that. So, uh, yeah. you know, moving forward, I guess it's all good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's it, it gave me such a sense of how we aren't supposed to be attached to anything here and our connection and our security isn't to anything here and to be able to walk in the freedom more fully than I really ever have in my life that um, this world is not my home <laughs> and I'm just I'm just here for the the purpose that God has me for and even in the weight and the responsibility that I had felt like I needed to carry leading into that. God used my being sick to help refine and focus that uh, because I'm definitely, I've in the past been, uh, you know, asked me to do something. Sure, I'll do it. Ask me to do it. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. And that's not yeah. really our best yes all the time. And so right. um, during this process, I've had freedom to say no more than I've ever had that freedom in my whole life because I know that none of it really depends on me. I'm just invited into different situations and different people's health journeys and um, whatever it is, it's it's looking at it, is this an invitation that God is is calling me to or is this something that I am supposed, you know, that I, I need to let go because otherwise I'm taking a spot somebody else uh, needs to take. So there's been so much more freedom um, in being able to, to move forward with the life that God has for me. Um, I remember coming off the vent, of course, um, I was walking through that whole world of what the heck just happened <laughs> you right. know, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. in the days following that and I uh, you know you're in isolation so nobody is there and um, so I was literally talking out to God out loud to God <laughs> in my room because I knew he was with me right. um, and so as I'm having that those conversations with God and just like, God, why did this happen this way, this severely? I'm in holistic wellness. I'm right. supposed to be able to prevent this kind of thing from happening. Um, I just had this deep assurance that God was using it so that I could help other people see that they didn't need to be afraid, no matter how difficult it got, that there is goodness. The goodness of God is bigger than the struggles of our lives. And so um, right after that literal out loud um, conversation with God, I got a text from a friend and she said, you know, I was just praying for you right now. And I feel like God is letting, wants me to let you know that he chose you to walk through this because you were willing. And um, I really, you know, my life is not my own. And so God has given me as a gift but um, walking forward, just the renewed desire to take care of my body, not because I want to be some picture of health, but because I want to be able to live um, fully today uh, in whatever invitations God sends my way. And so that's how I'm walking right now. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. Um, got off of the ventilator um, and a couple days after the ventilator, something that can be really helpful because, you know, you're, if you have a loved one that's in the hospital, um, you kind of can feel 
really helpless <laughs> in that situation. Mm. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what treatment they're really getting. And um, so about day, day two or three, after I got out of ICU, um, I had this awareness moment because they have you on so many medications, uh, many of them just to make you comfortable. Right, um, right. And um, I just had the awareness to say, please take me off of all the comfort medications. Within 24 hours, I went from needing eight liters of oxygen down to two. And so I think it's important to understand what the medications are doing and the benefit versus the risk. And everyone has the right to ask those questions and to really be able to say, hey, what is the benefit versus the risk of the medication I'm on or the medication that my loved one is receiving? And so that's, that's your right <laughs> to ask those right. questions right. and to make those decisions. And so, um, had that awareness to make that decision from that point on my improvement started i mean it was dramatic and it was it was quick um i went from you know needing constant care to being able to get out of bed by myself within a few days um and so uh got out of the hospital november 25th and then um i had to go back in because they had put me on some blood thinners i developed a lot of clots while i was in the hospital that's one of the things about covid your blood gets real sticky and um so they had me on some blood thinners and overdosed my blood thinners and i ended up with huge hematomas in my legs um so again asking the questions and advocating for yourself in those situations is really important um I knew that that could happen because I told them, I was like, my diet in the hospital and my diet at home are not the same thing. Once right. I start putting all these good things in my body, I am probably not going to need this. Right. And it was 36 hours after I got home that I developed the hematoma. So went back in the hospital, got that all straightened out. Happy to say I'm no longer on any blood thinners. Um, mm -hmm. But um walking from that point on i knew that there were some really important things that i could do to give myself an extra boost and that's where i got to meet you <laughs> was walking through the iv vitamin c therapy and glutathione therapy um, i've done some minerals because if you think about it, that entire time i was on the ventilator i had no nutrition and that's one yeah. thing until like day 10 and finally an ND friend of mine told my husband, ask for nutrition. <laughs> and uh, so they did start giving it to me on day like, 10 of, and of course, right after that, your bodies need nutrition. They never, I mean, starving the body like that is not going to give it the tools it needs to get better. And so that was one thing that my husband and my friend, um, who's also an ND, did for me is just call and say, hey, she needs nutrition. Right. Um, but I knew that the deficit, and it's still the deficit, the amount of, of nutrients and you know, vitamins and minerals that your body is trying to access when you are as sick as I was, um, the, the deficit is, uh, is great and <laughs> takes time. Right. And um, so, of course, I'm taking a lot through supplementation, but um, the IV therapy is a very effective quick way to be able to get those nutrients right into your bloodstream abuse you know bypass nutrient the, the digestive system that was sluggish still from not having you know the use now it's it's back in in good rhythm <laughs> but, but yeah um yeah so that was where we met was through well you, that. well you know there's so many 
amazing things you said there, but I want to, a couple of things I would like to, I would like to say too, you know, when I remember the first time that we chatted on the phone, you could barely talk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then I think maybe, was it a, a week later maybe, or maybe a couple of weeks later, cause I know we, we sent, we, yeah. we sent you a script for some labs, I yeah. think. And then yeah. a couple of weeks later I saw you in the clinic and um, you, it was, I couldn't believe that was you because it didn't sound like you, you know, yeah. I mean? like you sound so great. What I'm saying yeah. is that, you know, you, you, you're doing such, doing such a great job um, mm-hmm. with all of this and something else that you had mentioned too, that I think is, excuse me, very important is, you know, being your own advocate and not a lot of mm-hmm. people know what you know, right? So mm-hmm. you're in that situation, you know what you know, but a lot of people are not. And, yeah. I, and I, and I think about that a lot. Um, it's important to have somebody, you know, be your advocate. If you can't, I guess, be your own. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so, okay. You, you got the hematomas, you're, you're off the, you're off the blood thinners. Mm-hmm. So where, where, where are we now? How are we feeling now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we were just talking beforehand, but I, um, so when I left the hospital, walking across the room was difficult. Um, my prognosis was oxygen for life. And um, that's what was written on my chart when I left. Came home with oxygen and I haven't used it since December 1st. And my oxygen levels are staying between 98 and 100. So just to give you a picture of the the healing that has happened in my body, it's Amazing. pretty significant. and you know, it's a miracle and is also the gift of the creation, the creator in creation. And I'm using tools and supplements. So, um, I do a two hour PT workout three days a week. That is a combination of cardiovascular and strength training. Um, and every, almost every time there's intense improvement, every once in a while I'll have a day where I'm a little more tired. And that's just a signal to my body that this is a rest. My body needs more rest. I'm um, listening to my body so much better with that. And um, so a few things that can happen coming out of the hospital that are really difficult. And if you don't have the tools, straightening them out can be a struggle is your sleep rhythms are totally messed up coming out of the hospital for that uh, time of that length of time. Uh, ICU, I was looking at my chart and I noticed that everything they did was in the middle of the night. So, you know, every poke, every prod, every, you know, blood draw was two or 3 a.m., which is really, in the holistic world, that is the worst time we should be messing with our sleep, especially giving certain medications. The liver's trying to regenerate and it's getting, (laughs) you know, this crap in the middle of the night. And so, I um, have had to work through the sleep rhythm and the sleep cycle and get that back into line. And um, because before I would be very, very tired around, you know, five in the afternoon (laughs) and then want to sleep from like five to nine. And then I would be up to like 3 a.m. And it was just a mess. And slowly, ever so slowly, I'm getting back into a good rhythm of sleep and there are tools that we can use with that magnesium um i use a product called sleep time that has 5-htp and um, b6 and um, a little bit of melatonin in a slow release form Uh, so that's been really really helpful for me to get back into good sleep patterns um, because they were pretty screwed up and that's how we heal is sleep (laughs) we've got to rest and that applies across the board i don't care if it's covid or just the amount of stress that we're all dealing 
with right now because of our environment and what's going on around us. Um, Quality sleep. I cannot say enough about quality sleep. And uh, that is something that I have neglected for years in my own life and am really working on, you know, setting down the screen or the phone or right. whatever, read a book you know, right. instead of scrolling. Um, that'll do so much for us in so many different ways. So um, my breathing, I don't, I mean, I can walk around with no problem, you know, do the whole foods, last week did the whole foods trader joe's run you know um able to to do everything that i need to do um seeing clients you know i've only seen about 10 or 12 a week just to keep 10 or 10 or 12 hours a week just to kind of um ease back in because uh i want to put the priority on my body right now so (laughs) that's that's where i'm in for the next six months or so as i'm just kind of focusing on on my own health um but it's been um a really incredible journey. I take, um, do you mind if I go into a few of the supplements that have been really helpful? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, along with vitamin C therapy, I've been using buffered C throughout the day. Um, so I take, um, about five to 8,000 milligrams of vitamin C. And that seems like a lot to a lot of people, uh, but the body knows when it's received enough vitamin C, you'll have some loose stool when you right. get to that point. So until you get to that point, you probably don't have what you need. Um, right. And a, a buffered form is really good because it protects that uh, gastrointestinal lining. NAC um, is um, such a powerful uh precursor to glutathione which heals and restores tissue in the lungs and so i take that every day um i take um calm day so oddly enough there is a a a brain you know your dopamine all of your hormones that have been um you know your adrenaline all of that gets really uh, affected with COVID, even in mild cases of COVID, which is so so interesting to me. Um, I've noticed that COVID hits wherever your weakness is. So that's why it's so bizarre. If you are prone to migraines, you're going to have the worst headache of your life with COVID. If you are prone to digestive issues, you're going to have the worst diarrhea, (laughs) vomiting issue in your life. Um, If you're lung, you know, respiratory system prone, that's where it's going to hit. And you can take that as like a, gosh, you know, it's getting that really, or you can take it as, wait a second, that part of my body really needs attention moving forward. Even if you only have the headaches, you don't end up hospitalized. There's a reason it hit your head so hard. And so uh, I think it's really important to take time with a practitioner that knows what they're doing and walk through why is it hormonal and that's why you're getting all the headaches that you're getting is it um you know just nutrient deficiency in general is it sleep is it whatever it is um take this the clues because at this point i would say half of the people i've talked to have had covid i mean it's it's bizarre um, well you know what's interesting michelle um from the beginning the genesis of all this, I, I, I've talked to, you know, I've had people on this podcast, I've had surgeons on here, I've had um, vet, veterinarians, I've had all kinds yeah. of people on here. And everybody, any, any type of healthcare provider that I've talked to, even last year, early on, were saying, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of when, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That somebody, you, you could have mild symptoms, you have no symptoms, 
Um, you could have, you can go through, obviously people go through what you went through. Matter of fact, the guy that I train with, um, a good friend, he's an, he's an eye doctor and a good friend of his is a, uh, a sports, a sports uh, ortho guy. And he said that he, at his office, he did the, um, the, uh, the uh, antibody test, came back positive. And this was just a couple of weeks ago. And he said, I don't even know when I, when I, I don't, he said, maybe I had some symptoms last, last summer. But I think to your point though, is, you know, whatever, what, there's not much we can control in this life, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but we, we, we have to do the best that we can. And, and all these guys and gals that, that I'm mentioning here, they all say the same thing, you know, make yourself as, as healthy as what, what we can control, do the best that we can with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. I think everybody's in the position. And again, like it's it's your perspective in a lot of this. So for me, it was a huge wake up call that Michelle, you've got to take care of yourself, or you're not going to be able to keep taking care of other people. Like <laughs> this thing, this passion that that I, that God's given me, I'm not going to be able to walk in it if I'm not taking care of right. myself. So it was a big, you know, awareness. But I I can be thankful for that wake up call because sure. sure. rather than feeling like constantly just feeling cruddy and kind of pushing through life, I've been given the opportunity to walk into life fully again. And I think that that's something we all go through. If there's any kind of crisis, we can walk in the crisis and say, crap, how did this happen to me? Like, what, what the heck just happened? And walk in that is becoming our identity. And that's that's where we have to break out of in order to have real healing your identity my identity is not covid severe covid survivor right, my identity right, is right. not lyme's disease you know survivor yeah. my identity is michelle Kunzelman, uh daughter right. of of the most high god <laughs> that's who right. i am and if, right. if you don't know who you are and who you're created to be um every bad thing that's happened is going to just shove you down further and deeper into the ground. And um, we are not created to live in the ground. We're created to live fully alive. Right. And we can be fully alive even if we're struggling with something physically, emotionally, or spiritually. We can still live yeah. fully alive. And that all comes with perspective. And, um, you know, there are people who will say, Michelle, you're so strong. And I'm like, well, God has given me that strength in my weakest moments and um that's it doesn't come from me um and letting go is where i god keeps bringing me and letting go of the things that i think i have control over that i have no control over and just letting go and saying okay it's it's okay whatever happens i'm okay because I'm here for a season. And so I think taking care of ourselves is so important. That's why I do what I do. Right. Um, and, uh, but anything that becomes like, that's the thing that's going to save me will bring fear. And so it, because you don't want to live in fear, taking care of yourself, like, Oh, I need to protect right. myself for this, protect myself from this. And no, just take care of yourself because right. that's the gifts that God has given us in creation is, is to take care of ourselves. He gave us plants and animals and, you know, all of these things as gifts so that we could be fully alive. So take advantage. People ask me, what diet do you you suggest and I say the ones that give you life because the one the ones that are bringing life and health and nutrients to your bodies it's not a matter of what you can't have it's a matter of what we we can have 
health and really looking at our diets that way. But we've been trained so much to look in the deprivation side. And if you put enough good things in your diet, it will crowd out the things that are are hurting you. Um, And uh, so I definitely have the crowd out approach and the the compassion approach while you're still working through the emotional connections to the things that are, are not good for you physically. And, um, you know, we can be patient with that journey and meet people where they're at. I'm not going to take somebody who comes to me eating, you know, drinking 10 Pepsis a day and say, Hey, I want you on this paleo. We're going to paleo diet. I'm going to say, okay, like how many Pepsis can we take out per day? We're going to start where you're at um, and then work toward the the reward that God's made in our bodies to oh my goodness we feel better we right. don't want that thing right <laughs> and um, right. so it's but when you're I was just talking to a friend yesterday um, and she was just saying that you know she she was she's a friend but she's also a client and um, when she came to see me you know at first we kind of weaned her off of a few foods and then she was ready for more of an elimination type. Uh, diet to determine what had started her problems in the beginning so we started working that way and um, she said you know she's been off of these these she eventually we we went with food allergy uh, testing to just you know verify that for her and she got those things back and she was like I've been allergic to gluten and dairy my whole life I've been eating them feeling cruddy my whole life and now I've been off of them and I eat them again and I feel terrible but that's the beauty of our bodies you know we will adapt in order to make it through a hard situation but once our bodies understand what it means to feel good you don't want to go back and um and and when we do get caught back there is grace for that (laughs) and you know thank goodness right (laughs) right (laughs) i need that grace right now because i knew what to do i was i was not doing it (laughs) so um we need that grace and we need to be around people who are 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 pushing us toward the good things but walk with us through the heart you know those 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 falling back into those patterns that are not great for us so well, you know, I, you, you had mentioned about living and uh, I had a, um, a patient a couple of weeks ago talking about her, her husband who is in his 70s and um, has COPD, yeah. smokes, and, uh, you know, he's not doing so hot. And um, I was asking her about it, you know, I said, how's, how's he doing? You know, I, 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 he's not my patient. Um, yeah. And she had, she, she had said that after, at the end, you know, we, had, we talked for a few minutes and then she had said to me, she's like, you know, I just don't understand. This is her husband. They've been married for, you know, 40 years. And she said, you know, he's alive, but he's not living. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you're, she, and, she, and she said, if you're alive, then live yeah. is, is, what she, is what she said. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think, you know, health, besides obviously our body, just not a bunch of pieces you know we're not robots right nothing nothing mm-hmm. worth independent of, of 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 itself or and yeah. i i i think that there's obviously a big mindset part of it as well mm-hmm. and somebody like you you know a lot of people and i guess maybe and i i don't like to assume but i imagine that there are a lot of people who going through what you went through may have the exact opposite outlook that, mm-hmm. that, that what, you know, that what you do. So, you know, I what always goes through my mind is, you know, what makes 
somebody different from, from the other person, you know, so somebody has mm -hmm. this attitude, same, maybe same situation, but they have completely different attitudes. Um, you know, I, I think about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, I know that it's my relationship with God. I, I can a hundred percent, um, on my own, I would have fallen into the diagnosis, um, as my, my prognosis and my prognosis from the doctors um because if i didn't know that there were miracles and that god could do miracles i would have read my prognosis and just been like well i'm never going to be able to play with my kids again i'm never going to be able to walk around without a oxygen tank again um and i you know, there's still those temptations when you read that on paper and the, the, the power of a piece of paper <laughs> telling you what your life is supposed to look like. Right. Uh, God gives us choice in those situations and it gives us choice in everything that we do. And I often pray for my kids, God, strengthen their will to choose the things that are going to bring life because that's the only way that we can walk through the hard of life. You know, my kids have been through a lot. My husband spent six weeks in a mental health clinic two years ago in December, and God has healed him, um, mind, body, and spirit in so many ways. Is he perfect? No. Does he ever have days that he still feels depressed? Of course, he's human. Right. But the healing that my kids have seen, my kids saw a miracle in the healing of their dad and two years later saw a miracle in the healing of my, of me. So, you know, some people will look at what my kids have been through and they would say, you know, oh my goodness, they've had it so hard. And I want to say the opposite of that. No, they've gotten to see miracles. They can see where you can get to the darkest place where it looks hopeless and see that there is still hope and that God can do anything. And so have my kids had a rough road? Sure, they've gone through rough things, but they've also been able to see in, I mean, incredibly amazing ways, the goodness of God, the way people came around them and my husband while I was in the hospital and loved on them and, you know, sent them gifts to the kids and yeah. gifts to our family because I wasn't working for so many months and, right, you know, right. just coming around them. They, they're going to always have the choice whether they look back at the trauma as defining them or they look up at the goodness of God as defining them. And that is, they're going to have that choice and they may choose the trauma. I don't know. And I pray that they don't because they, they will have the opportunity and everybody has that opportunity to choose the trauma as their definition or to choose the goodness of God as their defining moment. And um, that's a huge, we have to live choosing the good um, and not the lies that will come. And that goes back to the garden where, <laughs> where Eve was given right. the choice to choose the knowledge of good and evil or to choose the goodness of God. And we get that every single, that choice every single day, no matter that what. That was uh, the, the first uh, time somebody cheated on their diet. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and yet God's goodness. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. And yet God's goodness was still there for them. Right. He didn't neglect them. He took care of them and created another way. I mean, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought now, about that. Michelle, what would you what would you say to somebody? Um, if somebody asked you your opinion on on what's going on with uh, COVID, and 
you know, their, their approach to it, because I know there's, I, there's, for me, there's, there's two, two, two groups, okay. right? I'm in one, I'm in one of these groups where it's like, I'm not afraid and I want to live free versus I'm scared to death mm-hmm. and I want everybody else to, you know, if you were, if you were ta- chatting with somebody who was, was is legitimately afraid of it. Now listen, don't get me wrong. I understand um, people who are more at risk. I understand vitamin D deficiency, comorbidities. I get all that stuff. O- yeah. Older people. I have a, I have a 90 year old grandmother who's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. Trust me. But what would you tell people, you know, your advice to somebody that says, you know, Michelle, I'm, I'm scared to leave my house. You know, is yeah. it, is it more like, Hey, if, if you're afraid then don't go or what do you think? Yeah. So I think that's where that grace moment has to come in. <laughs> um, because, um, do I think that people need to be afraid? No, because God tells us we don't need to be afraid. And so, um, we can live in that perfect love casts out fear, uh, God's word says. And so most of our fear from, comes from uh, not understanding how, how taken care of we really are, um, no matter what. Um, but that said, I understand the fear more than I um, would have had I not walked through that because it's miserable to, right. to go through uh, the physical hard of things like that um and so you know there's there's all the mandates and the mask wearing and the you know all of that kind of thing and i'm not going to come out and and on either side of that i mean i i know where i stand on that but i'm going to come out on either side of it um i believe that if you are afraid the question to ask you can be afraid of two things. You can be afraid of having your freedom taken away and you can be afraid of getting sick and both are fear. And so the question to always ask is what is my motivator? What is propelling these decisions um, and, and how I interact with others? And um, we have to ask ourselves those questions when we're interacting with other humans that are affected by different things. You know, when I came out of the hospital, I had clients, like, I remember calling the pharmacy for the prescription I had to take when I first came out of the hospital. And I know the pharmacist, you know, we have a great relationship. Um, When I have clients on medications, I send them there. And, you know, so we make sure we don't have interactions and stuff. Um, and he said, Michelle, like, it really shook me when you got sick. And I was like, oh, please don't, please don't live in that. Because the reality is I'm not upset that I got sick. I got to see the goodness of God in getting sick. So if I can say to anybody, do I, do I want to go get sick again? No. <laughs> that again? No. But I can say you don't have to be afraid because God is with you. And that's the only way I know not to be afraid is in walking in the reality that God is with us no matter what. Um, And if you don't know that God is with you, well, let's work through that (laughs) because, uh, but I can love the people that are scared and I can love the people that are not scared. Um, I can love the people that are wearing a mask and I can love the people who are not wearing a mask. Um, we all have have struggles. So I think we need to be, you know, sensitive to each other and where we are at. 
in For those sure. things. But if yeah. you want to ask what my, you know, professional standpoint is on the value of all of those things. Well, yeah, why not? Um, why not? You yeah. know, I, uh, I think that we need to breathe clean air. We need to be breathing fully, um, strengthening our lungs daily. Um, so if you feel like you need to wear a mask in public, then when you're home, you better be taking some big, huge, deep breaths uh, often throughout your time when you're at home. Because that's all I'll say about the mask yeah. <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I think that we need to be breathing. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, what's interesting is um, I, I'm right there with you, you know, and I've been a, lot, a little bit more vocal about uh, the, the mask thing, and I, I won't go down that road, but um, I, I really want to say that one of the, one of the things that, that really, that, I, that you inspire me is, is, is your attitude, you know what I mean? The attitude is, is, is amazing, and I think that outlook is very important regardless of I guess what somebody's walking through. Um, so, do you plan on? Um, for now, I know which we know with your, with your with your clients. When when do you plan on maybe ramping that up, or do you plan on ramping that up? Yeah. So I'm hoping you know in February I plan on opening up a few more hours. Um, my Facebook page is The Heart of Healing. Um, and so there is a link to scheduling in My Heart of Healing um, awesome. site on, on Facebook. Um, and I'm just taking the ones that end up on there um, in the hours that I have open. At this point, I'm doing virtual as well as in person, um, depending on the situation. Uh, I'm doing more virtual than in person because I've moved my office home. <laughs> so it's easier yeah. to do yeah. uh, virtual at this point. But I have a few people that come to my home just because I've worked with them yeah. for a while. Um, nice. So, um, yeah, and I uh, I love partnerships with people like you all because, you know, we all have uh, different strengths in our fields. And I think it's really important to be uh, capitalizing on our strengths and working with others uh, so that we have that full healing uh, situation going on. So um, yeah. right now I have about 12 hours open in my schedule a week that I'm taking clients. Um, and then going on to um, February, I'm going to hope to go to 20 and then I'm going to cap it at 30 for the year um, is kind of where I'm at. Just trying to be, keep that balance between home life and and work life so yeah. got to keep the balance that's awesome yeah. so you had mentioned uh your your, your facebook where, where can people find you michelle where are all the places where people can find you yeah so facebook um is the heart of healing is the name of my facebook pin at gmail.com i'm happy to con you know connect via email um, and then uh, yeah, so and my uh, phone number seven two four that we can kind of connect. Perfect. So, um, anything else you want to add, Michelle? Before we before we wrap her up here, I mean, this is uh, I'm, I'm glad you you came on. I'm I'm very grateful that you did, and you know, hopefully, this when people hear this, they're you know they're they're hopeful and um, you know inspired too. Mm -hmm. But anything else that you can add? Oh, I think that. If I could just 
one word to sum up the whole our health is just the word live um, and what does that really mean and deciding you know taking time to think about what does real living look like and what things need to do I need to let go of and what things do I need to bring in to help me to really be able to live fully um, I think that that's really important to keep in our hearts and minds with all the noise around us yeah. <laughs> consistently is what needs to go and what needs to stay what need to, right. what do i need to bring as part right. of my life right now so yes very good yeah well michelle uh listen i thank you so much for coming on and um it's been a pleasure and um keep up the good work and we'll talk to you soon yeah thank you all right michelle bye -bye. absolutely thank you so much Dr. thank Greer. you bye Thank you.